two locations, Lansdowne Village and Summit Drive. This is NL Newsday with Jeff Andreas. We recently went through one of the driest springs on record here in the central interior, and we have not seen much in the way of rainfall recently. Uh, we had 13.7 millimeters of rain so far in July in uh, Kamloops, uh, more than we have seen in all of March, April, and May combined. So just how bad is the drought situation right now? Well, for more, here is hydrologist with the River Forecast Center, Ashley Jollymore. Ashley, thanks for the time, and how are you today? I'm well. How are you today? I'm not too bad. Uh, thanks so much uh, for, for joining me here. Uh, I guess just in a general sense right now, and looking specifically at the central interior, just, just how dire is the drought situation right now? I know on that scale of, of zero to five right now, or one to five, we're at the high end of things, not quite at that five level yet for the most part, but we're getting close. Yeah, um, it's, it is quite an exceptional situation. And as you say, it's really driven by the fact that we've seen this this exceptional precipitation deficit over the last 30 to 60 to 90 days. So as you mentioned, we just have not seen a lot of rain since basically that peak snow season ended. Is there any areas in particular that seem to be worse? And, and I guess just when looking at the province as a whole, is the central interior in this kind of Kamloops area, is that sort of the, the worst part of, of all of British Columbia right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it's, I hesitate to say worse. It is not a great situation. So in terms of that precipitation deficits, we really see big precipitation deficit kind of in a circle surrounding Kamloops. A little bit better in the area right around Kamloops, but for example, the area north into the uh, Canal Lake, 100 Mile House area, very, very low precipitation amount. Similarly, down south into the Okanagan, also the Okanagan, very, very exceptional precipitation deficit. We are also seeing some other precipitation deficits on other parts of the province. So I'm thinking specifically of Vancouver Island. So um, in terms of comparing, it's, it's tough to compare, but just to say that it is quite an exceptional situation in the central interior in terms of just that low amount of precipitation that we've seen and the impact that that is having now on our streams and our, and our water systems. What are the major concerns that come with excessive droughts? I know it obviously has an impact on, on certain habitats, on fish and other wildlife. Are those the, the main things that we have to worry about? Obviously, uh, uh, water accessibility for humans is, of, of course, a concern here as well. Uh, but I guess where does the, the first thing kind of come into play? Is it the wildlife that we have to worry about first? Yeah, that's a great question. The wildlife and ecosystems is definitely front of mind when we do think of drought. However, we're part of those systems as well, and we really depend on that water, um, not only for ourselves, but also for all of the industry that that water supports. The biggest and kind of most directly impacted is, of course, the agricultural industry, thinking about what a huge industry this is, 
throughout the Okanagan, all of those vineyards, all of the tree fruits, all of that industry, of course, relies on a steady and reliable source of precipitation, as well as a steady and reliable source of water from which to irrigate on. So the fact that we've seen kind of these more long-term precipitation deficits means that it's tougher to fill up not only the streams, but also the reservoirs that these, these agricultural producers really rely on. So that's, that's kind of the first point. We also do see it, for example, in um, our own cities. We begin to see, for example, drying of vegetation in the cities themselves, and that can have an impact on not only their aesthetic value, but also, for example, um, the function that they can give us in terms of the cooling that they provide. A lot of the cooling of vegetation in cities is all because those plants are actually evapotranspiring water. So that can be another impact as well. Um, but that agricultural one is really that first human impact that we're, we're quite concerned about as we go into these types of situations. So clearly water conservation is something that is top of mind for many out there right now as we see the drought levels increase. Um, right now I see in the Thompson Okanagan region, water users asked to reduce their water usage by 30%. Um, how, do, how do we do that? I guess what are some, some ways that are effective in reducing our water consumption? Yeah, so some of the ways that, that people at home can reduce their water consumption really start in our yards. So our yards are where a lot of households use the majority of, of our water. And this is really pertinent for places that tend to be very hot and very dry, just because um, the vegetation in our yards require a lot of water to kind of to, to grow and to thrive. So some of the things that people can do at home include um, thinking about whether you need to actually water your lawn. Is it okay if that, wa- if that lawn actually goes dormant for the summer? Um, similarly, if you do need to water, thinking about when you water. If you water during the heat of the day, a lot of that water will be lost to evapotranspiration and it won't actually go to the plant itself. The other thing is um, there's kind of these these, uh, voluntary measures that people can take, those, you know, thinking about watering your lawn, watering less, watering only at certain times. But there's also the the measures that municipalities and districts are are recommending that people take. So I would also say for people through these areas to be really cognizant of the restrictions that uh, either their municipality or their district recommends that people take. What, what about for industry as well? I know there's some, some things out there that some of the larger water consumers can do as well. Uh, yeah, industry. Um, so, for example, some of the agricultural producers do have some leeway with their voluntary conservation, and they become quite adept at trying to uh, use measures that do use less water, um, thinking about better irrigation techniques and that sort of thing. Um, so, of course, you know, this is kind of a burden that we all must carry when we're in these types of exceptional times. So um, it is, of course, important for industries to also think about water as a really, fe- really precious and finite resource. Do you actually have to use it for the, for the purpose that you're trying to use it for? Can we conserve it? And who needs water the most? Now, just looking kind of ahead right now where you don't see any rain in the forecast, I'm just looking specifically at the city of Kamloops here. You know, every once in a while we might see a 30% chance of rain show up and then usually that disappears before that rain has a chance to fall at all. Um, We're looking ahead right now. I'm looking at some of the 
the watersheds within our region. They're at drought level four. How important is it to conserve water now before we reach that level five? Uh, that's a great question. And it's great to conserve water in terms of uh, the impact on the systems that we actually take water from. So thinking about, you know, there's only certain uh, water systems that we actually use. So for example, the city of Kamloops only draws water from certain water systems. So uh, in terms of our personal conservation, really important to, to think about limiting the impact on those specific systems that we actually use for those purposes. It is quite concerning, and I, I guess the, the concern kind of extends to the fact that we're in this situation now. There's a number of systems that, um, for example, uh, have less allocation or even very little allocation on. And the fact that we're in this precipitation deficit means that there could possibly be impacts on those systems, even though there's not as much human use. Just the fact that this is this is quite an again a, quite an exceptional precipitation deficit means that not only will the systems that we use be impacted, but all of the systems within the within the area will be impacted. There's just not enough rain to replenish the amount of water that would typically be running through all of the systems throughout the region. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a nice little overview of where we are right now. I appreciate your time, Ashley. Just anything else, I guess, to add before I let you go? I think the message about conservation is a really, really excellent one, especially thinking about water as water is a precious and finite resource at all times of the year, but it's especially finite and precious at times when we get into situations where there's not as much water available to us as we're typically used to. And this is really the situation that we're in right now. So thinking about when we have to use water, how much water can we use, how much water can we get away with using and conserving at any point that we possibly can. Great message. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for this. We'll pray for rain, but uh, I'm not counting my, my chickens before they hatch on that one, that's for sure. But thanks so much for your time, Ashley. No problem. A pleasure. Awesome. Ashley Jollymore, hydrologist with the BC River Forecast Centre, speaking to the ongoing drought situation that we are dealing with across this province and specifically here in the interior as well. So as of the uh, one o'clock update that I received here from uh, the um, River Forecast Centre in relation to the drought levels, I'll just quickly run over them here. So the Salmon River Watershed, which runs into the Shuswap Lake, the Kettle River, the Nicola Watershed, and the Coldwater River, sh River Watersheds are currently at drought level four. On an extended scale of 0 to 5, 5 is the highest level of drought concern. So, yeah, obviously that's an issue right now for those areas. And areas under drought level 3 include the watersheds of the West Kootenays and the Lower Columbia River, the North and South Thompson Rivers, and their watersheds, as well as the entire Okanagan Valley. So we might not be in panic mode just yet, but we seem to be getting a little bit closer to that stage each and every passing day.